Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com. For more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Appreciate you listening this weekend to the Art of Money with Art McPherson. Mark Bernard is joining us. How are you doing this weekend? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mark? Man, things are great. Mark Bernard. The Marky Mark, Mark Show. Show. Look at this. Mark is the in-house CPA for the team at the McPherson Financial Group. And uh, we're talking about how inflation is affecting the markets. And the Inflation Reduction Act was recently passed. I think, uh, what was it, Mark? We were talking last week. The administration was kind of taking a victory lap as the Dow was hitting record lows. But there is something within <laughs> that Reduction Act that now has been signed into law regarding solar panels and how you can get a tax credit, but there are some pitfalls around this. Mark Bernard, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so part of the Inflation Reduction Act, which was a $430 billion plan passed in August uh, by Congress and President Biden. I've been reading a lot of commentary. I don't know if anybody feels like there's going to be a reduction in inflation. (laughs) They might have wanted to call this the Green Energy Bill, maybe, or something to that nature. But because of that, part of the plan is to provide clean energy tax credits for solar panels, if you qualify, you get a 30% tax credit against your federal income. So explain that to me one more time. How do we take advantage of that? So to be qualified to be able to take the tax credit, you have to have bought and installed solar panels between 2022, the last year is 2034. You have to be the owner of the solar panel. So there's a lot of these companies that are leasing. They'll say, we'll buy the solar panels put them on the house and you lease it back, that does not qualify. You have to be the owner. The solar panels need to go on your primary as well as your secondary residence. So it can't be on your vacation home or Mm -hmm. something like that that isn't primary or secondary. And the credits also cover a battery if you put it in a battery at the same time. So for example, if you pay $20,000 for your solar panels, 30% credit would be a $6,000 credit. Now, the biggest thing that is an issue here is that it is a non-refundable credit, which means it can only offset tax liability on your return. So if you have a perfect tax return, as we've talked in the past, which means you're not paying any taxes, this credit will not help you. Government's not going to write you a check for $6,000 in my previous example because you have a credit higher than what the tax is. So, Mark, it's like I remember back during the uh, Obama administration, they said if you were to put a down payment on a house, you'd get a tax credit for it, and people were getting physical checks. So if you take advantage of this one with this Inflation Reduction Act and the tax credit from adding a solar panel, you will not be getting a check from Uncle Sam, correct? That's correct. However, it does carry forward for five years. So, you know, even if you have a couple thousand dollars a year, you'll probably be able to use up that credit. But... If you're not generating tax liability, this credit does not help you. We've had a couple clients that got caught by that. Okay. What do you mean by tax liability? Explain that. So, you know, when you do your 1040, your tax return, and you owe taxes at the end of the return, so you have taxable income, that creates a tax liability. Now, a lot of people might withhold taxes during the year, so you get a check back because you overwithheld. But in this scenario, with this credit, Without any income tax on your return, they will not be giving you a check. 
So you have to have 1099 income, W-2 income, something like that, that you can actually offset. Otherwise, the credit is not going to help you. Correct. Capital gains also falls in there. Rental income, business income, any of those things, you can reduce the U.S. tax liability on your return. And you get a credit of 30% of whatever you spent. Correct. That credit does reduce in 2032 and 2033 down to 26% and 22%, but for the near future, it's 30%. So right now for 2022, it's 30%. Correct. If you go out and get a solar system. Correct. Now you don't have to get the battery right off the bat either. They do let you, after the fact, add a battery to the solar panel. The only real caveat there is that it has to be, that battery has to be solely charged by the solar panel. So just in your 10,000 foot view, is this credit, if we want to put, we're thinking about putting solar panels on, is this make it worth it to kind of nudge us to, to pull the trigger on that? Well, I, you know, I think there's always this argument that the only problem with solar panels right now is how expensive they are. So mm -hmm. people have to do an analysis. What is going to be the reduction in my in my utility bill versus the cost of paying for these solar panels? Um, but if everything works out in that regard, um, yes, it's worth it. So we always talk about tax prep versus tax planning. This time of the year, where should we be? And more importantly, where are you in this time of the year? So we've been meeting with all of our financial planning clients, sitting down with them, looking at the returns from last year, looking at what's going on because it's such a dynamic year this year to see how we can maximize your tax position. Ways that we do that, one is have we triggered a bunch of capital losses during the downfall here? Capital losses that we can look and see, is there any capital gains that we can use to use the capital losses to offset it but at the same time, you might be able to get a step up in your holdings. The other thing is we're really big still in Roth conversions. We feel like there are, for most people, sweet spots that they should be looking at a Roth conversion where you move money from a qualified account, your IRA, and put it into a Roth IRA where it'll never be taxed again. And not only that, but you can hopefully get the bounce back growth inside the Roth where it'll never be taxed. Yeah, so you can take advantage of the market volatility right now, why things have been off their highs. If you go back where we were in December of last year, we were up, you know, 15, 20% higher in the S&P 500. Well, we also were about 12 or 13% higher in the bond market. So you can actually convert IRA money that may be in both of those areas while they're down in value, convert over, pay less tax on them now because you're in a good tax bracket. We always look at the headroom, you know, because we have a graduated tax code. But anytime you do a conversion, it's always in your highest bracket. So you have to be careful. Um, you may be in the 12% on some of it and then 22 on the other. Well, when you do that Roth conversion, it's always going to be in the higher tax bracket because it adds on top of your other income. But, yeah, we are looking at that for our clients, and we feel it's a really unique opportunity and taking advantage of it right now. Yeah, take advantage of it. Give the team of the McPherson Financial Group a call. Let's look at your tax strategy. Sit down with CPA, in-house CPA, Mark Bernard, Art McPherson. Let's put that plan together. 772-281-5223. Mark Bernard, appreciate you hanging out with us this weekend. Thank you for having me, Mark. Art, unfortunately, we may not be out of this bear market yet. Fox Business host Charles Payne, he looked at bear markets all the way back to the Great Depression and then broke them into thirds. Now, on most occasions... The worst part came in the last third with losses averaging 34 to 44%. So point being, Art, we may not have found the bottom of this market just yet. 
So how do we prepare for this last third that may be coming? Well, you're just the bearer of great news, aren't you? <laughs> so I hate to be Debbie Downer <laughs> on this one, but it feels like that's where we're heading. Yeah, well, basically, the economy continues to slow. Um, the Fed is trying to do that, right, because we have an inflation problem. So their motive is to try to slow things down so that the economy will cool off and that we have a soft landing. So they don't want us to go into recession recession. They want us to just have a numerical recession where we mm -hmm. kind of cool off, things slow down, inflation comes back under control. We have a like little soft landing, then we start taking back off. So uh, that has been the goal of the Fed. It seems like, though. The Fed never does that well. Right. Their intentions, um, they raise rates really quickly, then they'll plateau, and then they have to turn around and lower rates again because that is their control factor is interest rates themselves. So they can raise rates and slow things down by raising the cost of doing business. Like you could see back in December, you could borrow money for a home at 3%, and then right now it's 55 or 6%. So that's a 100% increase in cost right there. So that's not 7 8% inflation you know that's a hundred percent inflation when it comes to borrowing for a home mm. and a home is our biggest ticket purchase that we can do as a consumer so you're seeing it trickle through it's been a little bit slower in the automotive industry there's still some good rates out there to be found but you're seeing it kind of trickle through automotive sales have stayed strong um, but we're seeing personal incomes begin to mitigate a little bit and we're also seeing a bad sign is people are still keeping their standard of living and the way they're doing that with the inflation pressures is they're putting on credit cards so we're seeing credit debt go up a little bit during this time too so that's always a, a bad sign saying that yeah people don't have enough money they don't have enough income and they're going to outside resources to fill gap artofmoneyradio.com give the team a call 772-281-5223 if you have that 500,000 in assets our mcpherson wants to sit down with you customize a plan or adjust your plan again no cost or obligation to you all right art i'm gonna ask you what may feel kind of like a dumb question but i still to this day get it confused the difference between a bear and a bull market which is better and where are we now well bear is bad okay. because bear means we're in a down market so whatever the shares of anything you own today are have a, a greater probability of being lower in six months so a bear market means that we're expecting the market to drop even further from our current point a bull market is good because wherever we are today is the lowest value it's going to be and everything after today's date is going to be higher so you want to buy as much as you can afford right now because it'll be more expensive next year 772-281-5223 take advantage of that complimentary consultation from art mcpherson and the team at the mcpherson financial group and art you mentioned a recession and that we're technically in one right now but a lot of economists are saying that a bigger one is coming in the next year the next 18 months and that also triggers a lot of layoffs so have you talked to any clients that fear that they may be getting a pink slip or they may be getting laid off. I've actually had two clients get laid off. So um, it is already happening. We are already seeing it. So I had a client actually explain to me last week that he was got on a conference call and 3,000 people were laid off all at the same time by conference call. Ouch. 
So we are seeing it happen. It is a real thing. Um, so we are seeing some companies offer, you know, retirement packages right now, uh, getting rid of some of the more expensive employees bases um, and having them do an early retirement and give them a package to do it. So we're starting to see some of that position already begin to take effect in the economy itself. So if some people are getting that kind of forced retirement, are there some of your clients are like, Hey, this isn't such a bad thing after all. Maybe I can retire about a year earlier than I originally planned. Absolutely. And sometimes that is a, a real uh, great strategy for us. It just determines on, you know, do we make a decision on Social Security early or do we wait? You know, so we have in our software and our database, we build out what's the best time for them to turn on. Some people, it's better to wait till you're 70, you know, and then some people it's better to take it early because if you turn it on early, you're getting that money now where you might need it really badly now and by delaying it later to get that you know we never have the guarantee mark how long we're going to live right? right so if you live pretty much past 85 you're going to win by delaying but you've got to really live your full life expectancy otherwise you've given up you know you could take money and a lot of people can take somewhere between 25 and 30,000 a year starting as early as 62 so you've given that up um, if you didn't take it 62 and you waited to 65 or full retirement age which may be 66 and two-thirds or 67 then that's a five-year period you didn't take money that was available you know you didn't do it because you wanted to get a higher amount but it takes a long time a lot of times the crossover point is 12 or 13 years so it really depends on their situation now if they've got great 401ks and they've got great pension plans, it may make a ton of sense for them to delay. But if they don't, it might be a life changer for them to be able to pull it early so they can have some extra retirement income. But, you know, we don't know when we're going to die, but nothing is certain but death and taxes <laughs> until now. That's the name of Art McPherson's book. And when you schedule that consultation, you'll walk out with a complimentary copy of the book. Again, it's called Nothing is Certain But Death and Taxes Until Now, 772-281-5223. And you schedule that consultation, Art McPherson will send you home with a copy of the book as well. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one. Today's show has been a work of art. 